Blog Talk Radio.
What are those goggles on that building? Why are they there? Demon-looking characters. I'm, I'm, I'm sure some of y'all have seen the posts I put on my Facebook. It's got a lot of um, comments and so forth. But people want to know why are demons carved in stone on one of the most famous churches in the world? We may talk about this tonight. On this Fox News Network, we may talk about also the serious flooding that's causing lives in South Africa, folks. We've got to be concerned about lives. I know we're so used to these movies and bloodshed and all this to where we just run to death. A lot of people are, are perished in South Africa, if you didn't hear about it, not to mention the big, the big topic that's dominating the news right now, and that is over 290 people dead in Sri Lanka. And... Uh, Sri Lanka, how will you pronounce it? People say it both ways. And over 500 injured. That's almost 800 people affected by bombs that went off in various parts of Sri Lanka. So we'll talk about that if that's what's on your mind. But in the meantime, in the States, the fire, the oven has not been turned down on African Americans. So much happened all around our neighborhoods, our uh, just just to us as, as a people. And then sometimes we forget because we're so focused on African-Americans and what, 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 because we feel like we're African-Americans, that's uh, another term I think we are, but for those of us that consider ourselves African-Americans, there's so much going on with us, we forget to look across the yard and notice that the powers that be, the true enemy does not care what color you are, we forget about a lot of pain and suffering and death and destruction in the white community, so-called white community, or in the Asian community. We just seem to not ever talk about what's going on in the Asian community, and there's a lot of pain and suffering, and we just never, ever talk about that because we're so busy trying to get the enemy up off our back. So tonight, 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 there's so many directions to go, we just... We just see where the spirit leads because truly we need to hear from the most high tonight. And on these fireside chats, like I say so often, do not underestimate uh, your brothers and sisters that are on the line already, your brothers and sisters in the chat room already, your guests that may be coming on tonight a little later on. Um, later on, we'll have our guests that's going to be arriving a little later. Uh, don't underestimate what you can hear whenever two or more are gathered in his name. The scripture says he is in the midst. That's your Bible. If you believe you, if you believe the scriptures, you got to believe that scripture that says when we, when our hearts are right and we're seeking the most high for answers, and we for sure is seeking the most high for answers tonight. We for sure is seeking the most high for answers tonight. He said he would be in the midst. So that's what's happened tonight, folks. So let me just go ahead and read the uh, show's description. What I sent out to many of you via text or email. It's a pretty short one, actually. But I sent this out to many of you. And it goes something like this. Peace, human family. So much going on. Where can we start? Either direction, we would need the Father's Ruach, our spirit, to work through our guests, or perhaps the callers, 
to shed the light and hope needed to face life challenges and to win. One more time, I sent this out to many of you. I mean everywhere. All types of groups I sent this to. I sent this to relatives, blood relatives. I sent this to old friends. Any of you been following the Five Six Long for uh, since 2011, and you got this text or this email again? I said, these human families. So much is going on. Where can we start? Either direction, we will need the Father's Ruach, our Spirit, to work through our guests, or perhaps the callers to shed the light and hope needed to face the challenges of life and win. And I want to say, furthermore, fam a family. These current events have generated so many questions, so much anxiety and frustrations, even with the most high. But the truth will make us free. And tonight, this show, this network, is seeking truth. Not philosophy, not what we feel, but the truth. That is the standard. That is the, the yardstick. That is the measure, the measuring stick. This is how we define life and challenges and, and what a problem is, what a solution is, how do we know when we get there. The scriptures, folks. The most high word is all any of us need. That's what we're trying to do on this five phone phone network reunion, brother said. And I want to thank everything on y'all for tuning in. Sorry on the phone lines, ready to hear, ready to share. Really appreciate you. I can't, I say it every week, but I really mean it. Really mean it. And then those of you in the chat room, same uh, sentiment. Okay? Listen, folks. Open form means just what it said. It's open. There's no, there's no script right now. There's no topics. I mentioned a few things going on in our world, but we don't have to talk about that. We can talk about whatever. Whatever is on your spirit. It's just that simple. Whatever is really on your spirit. Not so much what's in your head, because our head is where we plan everything. You know, it's kind of like a threshing floor almost. You know, it's where we get all, where we sort things out. So I don't want to hear from your sorter tonight. I want to hear from what's truly on your heart, because that's when things are pure and wholesome. Cheer and wholesome is what we're looking for tonight. Folks, I really don't know where to start. There is so much going on. I do have one thing I kind of want to get out of the way. A couple things I'll get out of the way before we uh, go to our guests and start getting into the media thing. Again, folks, we have a lot coming at you because there's a lot going on, okay? It's just that simple. But I wanted to remind everybody, if you missed last week's show, if you missed last week's show, you missed a blessing. I say it. Every single time, don't I? But it really was. If we don't, I don't try to do shows if it's not a blessing. But uh, last week we talked about uh, how Nipsey Hussle's work and death are inspiring a generation. You really should check it out. We go off into his uh, exactly the details of things he did and many accomplishments. You probably won't hear anywhere else uh, because there's certain people hating on him. But we tried to give him a fair, uh, a fair shake, so to speak, or uh, a clear bio. We try to bring up everything he ever did good on the show. Uh, talked about his, his his ethnicity and talked about just a little bit of everything regarding Nipsey Hussle. Again, the last week's show was how Nipsey Hussle's work and death are inspiring a generation. We talked about a generation that's really, truly inspired by this young man and trying to mimic his work and trying to adapt to this philosophy of buying back your block. Many of y'all, 
many people with deep pockets are doing just that, buying back their block. And they were inspired by, uh, I think Rick Ross Rick mentioned, mentioned, may have mentioned it, uh, he was the most popular one, they might have said. I think it, it's been around forever. But he is uh, one of the uh, uh, big names out there that's brought this back up to to our society, uh, you know, with his platform. And, and then uh, Nipsey kind of took it more to heart and, and put his money where his mouth is. And But there's a lot of young people that are, are following suit and trying to mimic him in that way or some similar financial way. If you missed that show and even part one the week before that, uh, excuse me, two weeks before that, simply go to Blog Talk Radio. Excuse me, bear with me. That's not what I meant to say. Simply Google the Five Smooth Stone Network, Blog Talk Radio, and you'll get all of our over 408 shows. So please, please, if you want any of the previous shows, simply go to the Five uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio. There I go again, boy. Y'all know I'm doing 15 things here at one time, don't you? And I really am. But go to Google. Type in Blog Talk Radio Five Smooth Stones and you'll get a list of all of our shows. So what kind of shows? What do we talk about? What do we deal with on this network? Well, let me just go through it really quickly, really quickly, because again we've got some guests coming on, they got a lot of things in their heart, and we're gonna be going this direction, that direction, and uh I uh, so I gotta get this out of the way. So some people say, Well, Tuna Chip Network, brother, what are you talking about? What do you talk about? What is this five smooth stone network? As you know David had five smooth stones for his Goliath. Well, I realized that what I had learned some years back was about that was pretty much was birthed out of five questions I asked the Most High, five questions I asked the Most High back in 1987, and those answers that I got from the Most High end up being more like five messages. Again, the Most High gave me answers to those five questions I asked them, and I broke them down pretty much in five revelations of five areas uh, that I talk about the most. And these five areas, I'm going to name the areas, and then I'm going to talk about the questions, okay? The areas, um, I mean, uh, bear with me, please. The five topics we talk about, the five stones, we call them stones, but they're topics, the five stones to throw at the Goliath of our world, which uh, we definitely have a giant standing high in America well, the five topics, the five stones are as follows. We talk about the revelation of who the true Jews are today and why it matters. Folks, it is so important to our world, to commerce, to socialism, to government. It's very important because... Everything in the scriptures is going to be fulfilled. All the governments, all of the 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 all of the um, world affairs, it's like some little child on a merry-go-round going around one major pole. There's there's some poles, or there's some uh, uh, um, universal laws, if some people call it. There's some there's some prophecies. There's some Let's just call it for what it is. The word of the Most High is going to be fulfilled. That is the truth. The word, the word of the Most High is going to fulfill all of these governmental activities we see, government affairs, 
even international policy, uh, just the world is like a giant merry-go-round going around God's word. You know, old people often can tell things uh, by them living so long because things repeat. Well, I believe no matter what, the world has to know who are the people of that Bible and where are they at and how they're living. So that's one of the things we talk about. Again, the revelation of the Jews today. Another topic I talk about a lot is white supremacy. White supremacy. I believe with all my heart anybody raised in the American system or influenced by the American system abroad heavily raised on it day and night educated PhD from it bachelor degree from it master degree from it anyone spoon fed the American system is to some degree practicing white supremacy either consciously or subconsciously because that's what it's all about the, the, the education in America is anti everything else except Europeans so if you're educated you're brainwashed to see things their way you're brainwashed to give them glory you brainwash you, 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 the, the scriptures become whitewashed world history become whitewashed everything about China become whitewashed everything about Africa become whitewashed the whole planet is taught to you in a bubble you become a product you become an invention like Frankenstein your mind is not your own in the world of white supremacy so the father showed me a long time ago he gave me a revelation that even I was a white supremacist and that's when it all started I someone raised in a so called black neighborhood around black people I always dated black women uh, black girls and then women I was, had black parents so called black parents everything about my world was black but the father showed me that I was practicing white supremacy and that it was idolatry and that it was destroying my relationship with him and others even whites so white supremacy is real it's not just about white people being racist and all that that's a part of it but no whites can rule except some other people buy into the lie. In order for white people to get strength, somebody has to buy into the lie. So I talk about white supremacy being as one of the stones, another stone to throw the giant, just like David was able to. Another revelation I talk about on the Five Soul Stone Network is something called the One World Government, a New World Order, which we believe on this network is nothing more than a gathering of powerful men that is trying to outdo the kingdom of the Most High God, possessed of Satan, those are those at the top, and then the others used mightily by demons or devils to carry out this one world government, and it is the most powerful force on the earth. Nothing, nothing nowhere is more powerful than the one world government. And I've talked about that. I've done many, many shows. I've kind of gotten away from it because, actually, to be honest with you, this is the one stone that there's so much information was coming from a lot of you over the years and just, just all types of things we were finding out from fusion centers to war, some wars planned as far as 30 years in advance and 
just uh, food engineered uh, and food control, food policy, how food is used as a weapon. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. Just all kinds of things that the average person would just lose it if they could actually hear. And so we would do this night after night after night, and I actually got so deep in depression I had to stop doing blogs for like a year. That was due to the revelation of the five smooth stone not handled properly, I might admit, uh, um, by myself. I didn't handle it as properly as I should have. And so, anyway, that's one of the revelations. We talk about five smooth stone, uh, again, a counterfeit kingdom of the Most High. The, the Father is setting up his kingdom even in the hearts of man, which is one day is going to be for the eye to see. We'll be able to actually see this physical kingdom. But right now it's in the hearts of man. He has people sold out to him. And many who's not sold out, but, he, but they're his. And he is going to bring about a kingdom on this earth. And this one world government, a new world order, is to try to mimic what the Father said he would do. That is what the one world government is in a nutshell, folks. It's just that simple. So we talk about that also on this show. Um, very deep, deep, depressing, actually, information. If you don't know that the end, the most high rules and reigns, and we tried to talk about it a lot, but I guess we didn't hit it uh, enough, and I began to go into the depression. Uh, another thing we talk about on the show, on this network, for sure, which is a ministry, is the revelation of leprosy. The origin, the origin, the origin of white skin. A lot of you don't know exactly what white skin is. You don't know that in the Bible days, white skin was associated as a, as a plague. I said white skin was associated as a plague. I know it sounds crazy. I know I sound out there. I know I sound really spooky. But in the Bible days, it was a big deal to have white skin. It was not a good thing. It was not a good thing because it, it is a form of, uh, it's like a, a mutation. Uh, it, it's a recessive trait. And it wasn't by Israel's standard uh, people that could be associated with holy things if you had this albinism. It's really what it came from, white skin originally came from. And so anyone that was an albino uh, in biblical times was frowned upon. It was considered a, a curse or a plague, I should say more appropriately. And we go into that with the scriptures, many scriptures talking about uh, blonde hair and and many scriptures talk about white skin and, and spreading white skin. Spreading white skin, we know today is vitiligo. Many scriptures talking about our people uh, that's white all over. And, and it, we just go into the scriptures. It's not some retaliation to white people. This is not hatred. I don't do that on this show. This is the love show. We don't, if it ain't about love, if it ain't about respecting all people, we just don't talk about on this network, folks. So. Anyway, uh, that is one of the revelations, leprosy. And the last but not least topic we talk about on this network, probably more than any other topic, is the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. And we don't always use that word, kingdom, kingdom. We just talk about principles in the kingdom, the scriptures, uh, this Christ, uh, his father, what his will is on the earth. All of this is a part of the kingdom, the kingdom. All of these scriptures, we, when we go throughout the scriptures and we do a lot of quoting the scriptures and quoting of the Father's will, we believe in what's going on in our world. All this is a part of his kingdom, his kingdom, his kingdom. And so that is what we talk about the most. Uh, kingdom principles, kingdom laws, kingdom results. Uh, 
and this mindset being the kingdom, how the Father wants us to think and how this is not a godly mindset. And we can't preach hate. We've got to preach love. All of this is kingdom principles. So we talk about the kingdom, the kingdom, either it's laws, it's precepts, it's concepts, or it's leader, or the Most High, Yah of Israel. We talk about the kingdom the most on the Five Smooth Stone Network. So, again... Tonight is open forum, and my guests will be running a little bit late because we get probably about another 30 minutes. They have told me they have uh, previous obligations, and so that is what's happened. So I thought I would take that opportunity to talk about the five topics. Now let me give everybody the five questions I asked the Most High that led to those five topics. Okay, again, we're talking about what is the five smooth stones. What is the five smooth stones? In 1987, I had experienced a lot of racism and a lot of... Um, a lot of things going on in the church that really uh, just really hindered my spirit. And I'm going to tell you all what they were, okay? I'm going to tell you what they were so you all can understand um, what was going in my heart. Now, in 1987, uh, between 87 and 88, uh, I began to see a lot of racism in the church, see a lot of racism in the church. And uh, we'll just back up to 1987. Folks, y'all got to hear this. You're not going to, this is going to blow you away as far as how this network came about. You will see how I wind up on those topics. I heard in 1987 by many ministers that God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. That's what I heard one more time. In 1987, it was said over and over and over by many ministers that the Most High is getting ready to use the black man. And the last is going to be first, and the first is going to be last. That's what the prophecy was. And so people tore up the convention center in 87, rejoicing that this that many ministers were saying this, especially this one particular minister. And so in 88, we heard the same word go forth. The Father is getting ready to resurrect the black man. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Folks, it was a lot of people saying that back in the day. And so... But this year, I didn't rejoice. The reason why I saw so much racism between 87 and 88, I saw so much racism. Here we go. In the church, I saw it. I was used to racism in the, in the, in the in corporate and in, in our society, but not in the church. So the Father showed me racism in the church. And one particular thing that was going on, and it's going on very much even now as we speak, is a lot of our white brothers and sisters will say to a qualified so-called African-Americans that it's not quite their time yet, that one day they're going to be able to lead this Bible school. One day they're going to be able to be principal at our academy. One day they're going to be able to be vice, um, excuse me, associate pastor. One day they're going to be able to lead this. One day they're going to be able to lead that. One day that the word was all over them. They were so anointed. They were so powerful. And one day, and one day the Father's going to bring you up and you're going to be able to teach us white folks something. They'll say something like that. They'll put themselves down and say, one day you're going to be able to show us off or, or, or say something more like uh, one day you're going to be able to lead us or something. But it was always, brothers and sisters, always, always, always in the future. And so the father began to break that, that, that deception down and showed me this was just another form of racism. So when I heard the same prophecy in 1987, excuse me, 1988, that I heard in 1987, it didn't move me at all. I kind of had my arms folded kind of approach to it because I said, yeah, here we go again. Uh, Kenneth Copeland, that was the minister that, that, that where I actually heard uh, 
uh, him said, but again, many were saying this. But he said it again. I'm about to tell you something. And he, this is what he said. He said, uh, God is going to use the word. He's going to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first, just like in 87. But he added something. He says, I got something to tell you black people. Listen to this, everybody. Check this out. Check this out, family. This is what we're dealing with in America. Watch this. Talk about millions of people affected by words or sermons or prophecies, just like what I'm about to say. This is what this brother said. I have something to share with black people. And when I share it, it's going to set you free. You're going to rejoice. Basically, y'all going to go crazy. But I'm not at liberty to share with you right now. Those words, along with God is going to use a black man, because, again, it's putting it out there in the future. And I found out before he said it that year that that's a form of racism. Those two, rep, those two words sent me into a deep depression. I was very upset with the white males after hearing that and after seeing what I saw the year before, 87, 88, really what I've been seeing all my life. And so it drove me to my knees. You know how you pray and then you really, really, really pray? Well, it was one of those really, really, really prayers where my heart, I kind of went to the most high with my heart in my hand. And I asked him, here come the five questions, everybody. That produced those five answers or those five topics or those five stones we call the network five small stones. Here come the five questions. I say, Father, what is what you use in the black man? It don't sound right. It sounds a little racist that you would use the black man. What is what you use in the black man? So what happened if a white man seek you? What happened if a white man obey his obey your word? What happened if a white man fast and pray? You're not going to use him. You're going to say, I'm going to use the black man and not you. It just didn't sound right. And I asked the father because I didn't want to be nobody playing with my head, playing with my people, playing with my skin color and saying these, these lies. And so I asked the father, what's what you use in the black man? Okay. That was one question I asked the most high. Another thing I asked the most high is... Remember, those of you that think Brother Seth is a racist or you think I'm too hard on whites, remember, I asked the Father, what is with you using the black man? So you won't use a white man if he seek you? It just it sounded racist to me. So if I was against white people, I'd have been rejoicing and, and, and thinking, yo, we're done with you. You know, you know, y'all just hear my heart in this, okay? And another thing I asked the Most High was, I keep hearing that there's a lot going on, there's a lot going on, and I just feel like we don't really know what's going on in our world, Father. I say, what is going on? I'm hearing of something called One World Government or the New World Order. I forget exactly what name I use. I might have used the New World Order. I think that's the oldest term for that, and not the One World Government, I think. But I use, I asked, I said, what is with this New World Order? And what is with, uh, again, uh, uh, there's wars planned for us 30 years, some wars, Father, I hear that there is uh, some call uh, Illuminati, or, or I don't know if I use that term, but I was saying there is, there is, here we go, I think I said there, there are something called secret societies. And what do secret societies have to do with the church and, and us, and who are they, and why are they? Father, here we go, I said, what is going on? What is going on? That was one of my main Things I was asking, Father, what is going on in our world? You know, I can't trust ABC, CBS, 
I can't trust these affiliates. They're racist. They're white males, and these white males are trying to, to, to poison our minds. I can't trust them anymore. Father, what is going on in our world? That's the, not in this order, folks. And then I asked the Father, not in any order. Then I asked the Father this, this one. Check this out. I say, Father, I no longer respect white males. I no longer trust white males, is a better word. I no longer trust them. Can I understand the book of Revelation myself? I don't want to look to Pat Robinson, Hal Lindsey, Hilton Sutton, all of these people to tell me and teach me what the book of Revelation is saying. Why do I have to trust them? Since when can I, how is it every book of the Bible we can understand, but Revelation we have to go to these four or five or ten or twenty people on the planet? It's not right. I want to understand the book of Revelation. That was another question I asked the Most High. And again, these five questions translated to five topics, five stones, if you will, and that's why we call this network, the five four stones. I also asked the Father this I say, Father, I'm hearing, and those of you who think I hate white people and think I'm a racist, please listen, especially you white brothers and sisters out there. Listen to what I asked the Most High in 1987. I said, were there blacks in the Bible? I keep hearing that Jesus was black. I keep hearing that the, that the Israelites was black. Father, I don't care about none of this. Right now, I think you are white, and it's fine with me. I don't care. But I just want to know, was Christ a dark-skinned man? And furthermore, was anybody in that Bible, was there anybody in the Bible that looked like me? Folks, this is nothing more than like a child crawls up on his grandfather's knee and starts asking a whole bunch of questions. That's all. That, that was my heart. I had the heart of a child, although I was a definite adult man. I just want to know. Don't you want to know? I just want to know how those people look in the Scripture. It didn't matter how the Messiah looked. So he was going to worship him. I've been worshiping him all that time up to them, brothers and sisters, and he was a, and I thought he was a white man. What make you think I have problems with him? Of course I worship if he was a black man. So I'm out here as an eight ball for those of you that think I'm a racist. I already worshiped him and was going to continue to worship him. But I asked the question, were there blacks in the Bible? Folks, the last question I asked is the most, and I do believe this one was last, was can I see the world? Can I see the world? I didn't ask to be in this racist America. Can't get any truth out of no institution. Can I see the world? At the time, I didn't. I don't think I said I can't get any truth out of any institution because I wasn't really sure of the institutions yet. I just was a little. I wasn't trusting at that point. So I remember asking, can I see the world? Can I have another, can I hear another perspective of Christianity, another perspective of who you are, another perspective of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Revelations, life, death, just another perspective outside of this American system. That is the five questions I asked the Most High. And, of course, the most highest answer was I could see the world. I have seen the world. I've been all over. I've been, I think I've seen all, all, I believe the seven wonders of the world. I think I've seen all of them. Uh, I've been to 24 countries. I've been to the China and Australia and India and uh the continent of Africa, Egypt, and Ethiopia, and France, and, 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 and just uh, can't even think of all the different places. Uh, Venezuela, and 
North, south, east, west, I've been, I've been, I've been. I've seen, like I say, the seven wonders of the world. I've seen the Taj Mahal and a lot of different things the most high blessing to see. But the, the, the thing about my travels, I'll finish really quickly, it's not so much the places I went, it's the people I met and the insight that I was given. Uh, like, for instance, Toronto, when I first heard the whole concept of leprosy and how I thought the gentleman was a racist. And then I... It was in Columbus, minding my own business with my fiance, and later found out a pastor said the same thing, gave me a confirmation on that whole leprosy teaching. And so, just what the most I've done with various people, my biggest education came when I went to Israel, which I've been there probably more than anywhere. So, brothers and sisters, tonight, 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 again, what is Brother Seth doing? He's just simply talking about what is the five smooth stones network. What are the five smooth stones? Why are the five smooth stones? So anyway, I asked the father those questions, and like I said earlier, the rep, the, the five stones that come out of those five questions. One more time, briefly, quickly, quickly, is the revelation of leprosy. The whole Bible is black. It ain't just blacks in the Bible, the Father showed me. That entire book is people of color. Where there is white people, it was formed from albinism. This is before when there was a lot of mixing on the earth. There can't be a white race, a giant population like in Europe it is today with a bunch of mixing. In the Bible days, there was a bunch of mixing. There was no white race in ancient times, those were dark-skinned people because there was a lot of mixing. Again, you cannot get millions of white people when there's a lot of mixing because black is the dominant gene. So that was an answer, a revelation I talk about a lot on this show, except I go into it really, really deep, really deep. Again, if you want to find any of these old shows, simply Google Blog Talk Radio, Five Songs. Leprosy, and you'll get all the teachings on leprosy. We go deep, and it's all scripture, and it's dipped, dipped, drowning in love for all people. The whole episode is definitely respect and love for all people. So whites, don't feel like this is a bash the white man thing. No, it's not. I'm actually trying to show how we truly are one blood. That's what the leprosy teaching is all about. The next thing I found out was, of course, that Bible is full of dark-skinned people, and they are Israelites. If they are Israelites, but where are they are today? And this is where our brother Seth and his host and his guest, excuse me, have talked about for years since 2011 on this network how African Americans are definitely, definitely one of the lost tribes of Israel, living out those prophecies that Moses and the prophets have spoken that would happen to Israel forever. We're living it out. And there's other people living now scattered without the four corners, which, which our brothers and sisters. So I talk about that a lot. Again, what is going on in our world? What is going on in our world? The one world government. That is another stone. The revelation of the one world government. The revelation of the new world order. The revelation of these powerful elite people that run our earth. This is what's going on. And the only rivals they have is the kingdom of the most high itself. There's only two mighty forces on this earth. Everybody else is just pawns in the game. These, There's nothing going to stop the new world order but the most high. Simple. Simple. Simple and plain. And then the other revelation of what's going on is white supremacy. White supremacy. How whites have taken the power to define how the Most High is using them. Yes, the Most High is using them. I say yes, the Most High is using them as his belt upon the earth. Discipline his planet with these people. 
They're not Superman. They don't have extra powers. The most high. They are acting out as his judgment against this planet. We go into scriptures of how he said, I would call, I will call a nation from the north. I will call a whirlwind from the north. I will hiss to the bee in the north. I will hiss to the fly, F-L-Y. Just like flies fly around. I will hiss to the fly uh, in the north. He says, he calls them even, watch this folks, he calls them his army. What did you say? The Most High said he would call the people from the north and he calls them his army because they're carrying out a judgment he has ordered. So this is why I cannot ascribe to white supremacy. This is why I can't ascribe to whites being superior in any way because I recognize what's behind their behavior. And by the way, the judgment that is upon the Israelites, I believe, is have come to an end. We've been in America for 400 years, and I think the Most High is not behind the Europeans like he once was. In other words, we're going to see the fall of this America very shortly. I don't wish it. I don't wish it. I don't wish it. But we're going to see it in our lifetime. In our lifetime. The Father's going to resurrect the remnant of his people, the Israelites, and the remnant of us that are obedient will be spared from the calamities that's coming to this country. Because he's still going to deal with these rebellious Israelites. But make no qualms about it. The whites don't have the rule that they once had. It's going to happen. It's already happening, folks. It's already happening. And then the fifth topic, again, is the kingdom of the Most High. You know, what he is saying, this king, who he is, uh, what's a part of this kingdom, how the Messiah is at his right hand of power. How all power has been given to this Messiah. And he is conducting world affairs by the wisdom of the Most High. And how that the church is... Is, is, is his authority on the earth The authority is given to the church All these things we talk about A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot This is kingdom And we talk about this stone This topic the most On the Five Smooth Stone Network So brothers and sisters Those are the Five Smooth Stone Network uh, uh, The topics the, the stones that we throw At this giant He is falling, he has fallen And many of y'all's lives Could you send me emails telling me that. You said things like, you know, one, I think I'm thinking of one police officer said, brother, you helped me. You saved my life. Yes, he did. He said it. He said, you saved my life. Help me find out who I was. Many African Americans are very smart, very smart people. They're very witty. They know what's going on in our world. And when they look at us as a people, we just look like failures without this revelation of us being the true people of the book. So when they come across the Bible, it's on network and they hear that we're living out over 300 prophecies set forth be upon Israel. It blows their mind. It blows their mind. And I thank the Father for, first and foremost, getting uh, me set free and showing me I was a white supremacist. And I, I just can never thank him enough for that. I really, really thank him for that. Folks, listen. We're real. We're real. We're serious. We're relevant. So much is happening in our world. So much is happening around us, as I say so often. 
around us, around us, around us. So many things are happening to us. To us. Um, and then there's so many things happening on the inside of us. A lot of us have a lot of things, wars inside of us. I mean, nobody's around, just things we go through. A lot of us have wars, family and friends. So, the 544 Network, again, has five, over 408 shows. Been doing it since 2011, and I just want to encourage those of you that's been listening uh, for a while to follow our shows, follow our shows, follow our shows. We're going to bring on the guests here shortly. But I just want to remind everyone to follow, follow the 544 Network. You'll, it'll ask you, uh, you can just click on that link I sent you. Uh, the, the web page, it should have a follow button. Just click on the button and I should assign it on your Facebook or Twitter. Once you do that, it'll remind you. It's a 30 minute uh, um, heads up that Bible song is about to go on the air. And uh, this is important to those of us that do blogs and those of us that are serving the community and serving our people. So we don't ask for money or, you know, we don't ask anything from you other than just to follow our shows. When our presence is strong, blog talk, I think, respect us a little bit more. And uh, it just it's always good to do it on social media. The more followers you get, and, and not to mention that more people, not to forget that more people are blessed, the uh, course, the more that's following and, and listening to you. So take a little short break. I'm going to take a little short break. And uh, I want you all to hear a little something that's going to be coming up next week. Many of you are aspiring to be in music, and uh, you really, really, really are serious about music. That's what you like. That's what you like. That's what you want. And so, many of you are in, uh, rappers, and and we got all kind of people uh, aspiring to be just various, various um, spots in the music world. Well, a lot of y'all don't know about royalties and how to get paid, and 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 just a lot of uh, things like publishing, admin, uh, publishing, and where we get relates to admin and registering. Here's a good one: registering your work. A lot of you don't know how to do it. A lot of you don't know about PROs or performance right organizations. Uh, I mean, I had to learn a little bit about this myself. And then there's something called the Harry Fox Agency. This is uh, the one that collect uh, mechanic royalties. Some of you don't know what is mechanic royalties. Well, you're going to find all that out. Uh, next week, we're going to have on a brother that is going to really lay this thing out, talk about the music industry, and if you know anybody that's interested in doing music, I'm telling y'all, please, please, please have them listen to the show next week. I'm trying to tell y'all, have them listen to the show. We have a brother on here who's going to be answering all kind of questions. you got to hear this with your own ears. I mean, he's something to deal with. I mean, I, I listen to him and I say, man, I have no idea. I didn't know anything about no, uh, you know, PRO, Performance Rights Organization. What is that? He knew all about you have to know so you'll be able to get your money. So you'll be able to, um, uh, uh, you know, you'll be able to uh, succeed. So I'm going to have him on again. He's a, a, a dear friend, to be very honest with you. He's a cousin of mine. And uh, I'm just so blessed to have him in our family. Y'all bear with me. I'm just taking a little time here having to find this little clip here. But But listen, again, family. Tonight is open forum. Tonight is open forum. We're going to be talking about a lot of uh, uh, things that's going on in our world. I'm just 
buying a little time here, going over the, the purpose of the show, et cetera, et cetera, uh, waiting on our guests to show up. But, again, I just, I, I'm just i so thankful so for the followers of Five Small Songs. I'm so thankful that many of you have just been blessed over the years, and, and this is just not a little something to do for you. You really, uh, some of you are pretty religious with this thing. You listen every single week. And I just want to also thank my Bloodline family because you are uh, another um, faithful. Many of you are very faithful. We're in 13 states, and we have a lot of family members that definitely listen to us. And I'm, I'm so appreciative. I'm so appreciative. And so um, I think I got this clip here finally. Uh, but his name is Jared Lowe. Jared Lowe is going to be on with us uh, next week. And again, I just can't wait to hear what he has to say about the music industry. I have no idea. Um, uh, things could be so complicated. Uh, I just, I never knew that that much went on with music. It just blows me away, folks. So I, uh, I think this is ready here now. So let's go ahead and try to pull this up. Tell you what I'll do. I'm going to play a little something, something, then I'll bring on Jared after the following. This is a song uh, that we was blessed to, uh, my aunt was blessed to bring these people to town. They call the O'Neill Twins. And uh, it's talking about getting in trouble with the law and how Jesus, of course, we know his name was Yeshua, dropped charges. Check this out. It's a little older song. I think y'all appreciate this. Again, this is the O'Neill Twins talking about Jesus dropped the charges. And I think this is their testimony, to be very honest with you. But check this out, and then Jared Lowe will follow the O'Neill Twins. Uh, again, singing, Jesus dropped the charges. Yeshua dropped the charges. We'll be right back, folks. Young man Richard White, better known as Mr. Clean, wrote a song that said, Jesus dropped the charges. And it sounded funny to me until I started reading. It said that I was guilty of all the charges. How many of you ever been guilty of sin, huh? <laughs> Do and disgrace. But Jesus, with a special love, saved me by his grace.
Peace, family. Thanks for listening to the Five Smooth Stones Network tonight. I'm Jared Lowe, and I'm going to be sharing information on the music business. Many of you are interested in pursuing a career or opportunity in the recording industry, but you may be unaware of the intricate details of the business deals behind the scenes and how to maneuver through them. During our conversation, I will discuss music copyright law, sync licensing, performance rights organizations, registering with digital aggregators, mechanical royalties versus performance royalties, and much more. Enjoy the show. Check for me next week, April 30th, on the Five Smooth Stones Network. Peace.
because I did a post on Facebook about this uh, Sri Lanka. Uh, uh, Sri Lanka, like I say, some people say it that way. Uh, there's 200, over 290 people passed, died, and these bombers that was all over the um, that um, that area just just taking out people, uh, just 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 blowing up people trying to observe Easter. And so, you know, I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, somebody catch the put the uh, Notre Dame on uh, Notre Dame on fire, Cathedral uh, of Notre Dame, and then this. But this right here takes the cake. I don't know if we had this many killed in a long time. And a lot of people are asking, um, where's the Mosai? How can he sit back and allow all this to happen? Where is this God y'all talk about? I haven't heard this many people blast God in a long time talking about, you know, where is he? And of course they would say that uh, they're trying to claim uh, ISIS on this this bomb bombing on ISIS, but I'm not buying so quick this whole ISIS thing I, until I hear until um, I just don't know. I'm not I'm not going to take a side on, on on who doing it, but just where is God at? It's, it's the question people are asking. Whoever did it, where is y'all's God? That's what people are asking. And I just want to bring up some scriptures and talk about some things that the Father has said in his word. And remember, we're like pawns in the game. Just, just constantly, we live and we die. And yet these prophecies, uh, they're going to be, they're going to happen. Like Christ said to John the Baptist, uh, go ahead and, and baptize me that it might be fulfilled. He was constantly in his mind, he had this clock, and he kept bringing up to everybody, I must do this, I must go here, I must go there, I must go here, I must go there, because it's, it's spoken, it, that I may fulfill, that I may fulfill, that I may fulfill. This man lived his life constantly saying, I have to do this, I have to do that, because everything is on a clock. All of us is revolving around this giant clock called the will of the Father. He has these laws, and uh, they just, they, you know, and so there's prophecies. And so, uh, but now these prophecies are birthed out of man. I have to say this. These prophecies are birthed out of man's will. Man calling on this Elohim, this God, to rescue them. And he comes and he gives them laws because they invite him into their world. And they say, what must we do? How do we become this? How do we become that? And the Father gives them instructions. But he and man has to invite this great being. And that's kind of where, where I'm going with this. A lot of us is blaming the Most High for these 290 lives. I've heard people say, I mean, blasting the Father. I ain't, heard, I ain't seen this kind of blasting in a long time on Facebook and just in the news. People just making fun of those worshipers and saying, you know, all kinds of things, you know. Uh, God is a God of uh, bloodshed and, you know, where is he at and why are you allowing this? And then, of course, forever we've heard since we've been on the planet. Why does God allow hunger, world hunger, uh, world wars and racism and innocent children to die at early ages and, and uh, you know, just, just all these young kids raised with no father a whole poverty in Africa, hunger. You've heard, you've, all our life, all our life we've heard 
Where is God? Why does he allow this to happen? Why does he allow this to happen? So tonight I thought I would take the opportunity. And uh, I'll later go to my guests and see what they have to say. Again, a lot of them are running late. If you are going to be on the show tonight uh, and you are in the house, go ahead and press 1 where you'll stand out among the callers. But uh, a lot of people have just asked why. Why? Why? Why does he allow it to happen? Isn't he God? Doesn't he care? He's just seeing all this. He can't do anything. You know, they know that there was miracles in the Bible. And they say, well, why come we can't get those miracles? Not knowing that there's miracles on this earth, too. But they're not in the loop. A lot of people don't attend uh, those type of worship, uh, uh, places of worship. And they're just out there doing their own thing, just trying to make money like they're supposed to be something really like what we're made to do, just make money. They don't have a, a clue about the spiritual world that they are a spirit having an experience in a body that needs money and uh, having an experience in a material world that needs money to help it go around. But we are spirits. They don't understand that. And so they're just lost, not knowing why things are going on in the world today. And so tonight I just thought I would take this opportunity to just go over some scriptures that have just made it clear that the world, the scripture says it very clear. The scripture says it very clear that the earth is the Lord. This earth belongs to the Most High. Some of you may say, well, there it goes right there, brother. Said the earth is the Lord. But listen, brothers and sisters, it said in Psalms 24. Psalms 24, our reading will be from the King James Version Bible. The earth is the Lord in the fearness, the fullness thereof. 24 and 1. The world and they that dwell therein. Okay? So here's the scripture saying the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Now watch this. And I think that just means the fullness, meaning mountains, seas, all of this is his. He owns it. What I want to share with one, what I want to share with the family tonight is how the scripture talks about the authority in the earth, though, is given to man. It's not given to the Most High. It's given to his man and not the Most High. The Most High gave it away, his own self. So, I want to go to the scriptures, Psalms 8 and 4. Okay, so I'm actually giving y'all opportunity to turn in your Bibles again to Psalms 8 and 4. I want y'all to remember this scripture if you don't remember anything else tonight. Okay? Check this out. Psalms 8, we'll start at the third verse. It says this. Some of you don't read your Bible, so you may have heard this, not hearing this for the first time. So here we go. Psalms 8 and 3. Let me get a sip of this coffee before I do that. Just one second, everybody. Here we go. King James Version. When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, Verse 4, what is man that thou art mindful of him? In other words, if you can do all that, what is a man? What is man that thou art mindful of him, 
and the son of man that thou visited him. Verse 5. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory and honor. So man is crowned with glory and honor. Well, what kind of glory and honor? Verse 6. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Man, just got to say talk about the works of his hands, being the moon, the star. People don't re- recognize that we have authority. Listen to this. Thou madest him to have dominion or power over the works of thy hands. But I love the last part of this verse even more. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Listen to that, folks. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Oh, that don't mean what you're trying to make it say. Okay, let's look at verse 7. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the fields, did y'all know those was put under the dominion of man? So when the sheep go acting crazy or the oxen go acting crazy or the beasts of the field go acting crazy, it's under man's dominion, not God's dominion, man's dominion. He's given his dominion to man. Listen to this. Verse 8, the fowl of the air. Did you know that the fowl of the air comes under the dominion of man? And the fish of the sea. And whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. And then verse 9 says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. But make no qualms about it. In verse number 6 it says, Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thine hand. Thou made, made him, madest him to have dominion or power over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put, watch this word, thou hast put, watch this word, all things under his feet. That is scary. All things under his feet. All things under his feet. So, when you see all of this world hunger, world problems, just know that the Most High, it's not his doing. It's because man has not used his rightful authority. How many times do you hear ministers talk about the birth of the air is under our dominion? The sheep, the oxen, is under our dominion. How many times have you heard that that message? How many times have you heard that the beast of the field is under your dominion? What does that mean? That means they're under your dominion. I think at some point, prophets, Adam, Eve, our patriarchs call them to them. They probably call birds out of the sky, come to me. I believe it. Else how can you have the power over them? What, what does that mean? Anyway, we got one of our guests in the house. Remember I told you all our guests we were in a little late, but we do have a guest. I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and uh, bring on. Let's see, this is going to be Brother Ella Shore. Uh All right, let's go to area code 678. Five five nine six seven eight five five nine, brother LSU. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, brother Seth. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing real good. Just kind of 
swinging at it tonight, just hitting, uh, just starting really the open form. I mean, I kind of went over what Five Smooth Stones was and how it came about and the five topics, the five questions that I asked the most high and then the five answers and how we've been doing this since uh, 2011. Um, but I've been preaching this more than since, of course, you know this before 2011. But that's pretty much it. Uh, just go ahead and say hello to the people again. Believe it or not, there's callers that I don't recognize, and some of you may not know who you are. Just give me a little quick little bio, please, and then we'll just get you involved on this, what's going on in Sri Lanka, and how you feel about that, please. Well, for everyone who does not know me, my name is Elishua Israel Ellison. <clears throat> uh, there are some people who know me by my, they call, uh, government name, Gary Ellison. Um I'm a minister of the gospel. I attended Oral Roberts University, where I was academically trained in the School of Theology. Uh, as Brother Seth, I'm sure you figured it out, I'm a resident of Fort Worth, Texas. This is my native, this is my home. And if you need to contact me um, for anything, whatever matter that may be, whether it's the issues with the word or anything, and you can contact me on Facebook under Elishua Israel Elishua. Um, if you need to call me in regards to questions or anything in that um, that have to do with the word or anything of that matter, if you will text me on or, or post me on Facebook, then uh, I will definitely uh, get back in contact with you. And for the most part, I think everybody else knows me, and so I'm just here to basically bring in um, – the perspective from my journey and what I've come to understand in regards to the word of God and his dealing with his people. So with that, I would say to everyone, Shalom. And again, this is always just thankful to have an opportunity to share truth with my family. And that is the family of Israel and the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. Yeah, brother, I always appreciate hearing that. Well, listen, uh, LSU, what I'm talking about right now is uh, what's going on in Sri Lanka. This uh, this 290 people dead, uh, trying their best to worship on the Most High by way of uh, observing Easter, and they're gone. They're gone. Saints, some of them were saints, gone. Bombs going off in Sri Lanka and areas, surrounding areas, and they are no longer with us. 500 injured, and people are blaspheming God all over the Facebook. I don't know if you had the opportunity to check it out, but they are letting the Most High have it. And I want to know what your take is as a minister of the Most High as well as myself. We know, we know better. We know he's a loving Elohim and loving Father. And we know he has given the authority within the earth to man. It's kind of like this family, and then I'll hear, listen to see what the brother's going to say. But it's kind of like this. I'll play a little music in the background. You know how I like it. But it's kind of like this, folks. You own a house. Well, excuse me. You don't. Uh, someone else own your house. A uh, mortgage company or someone own your house. And they really do own that house. But you have the authority in that house. If the mortgage people come in your house unannounced, they could lose their life. Because... That's not their authority. They own the house. The Most High owns the earth. We just read it. But he said, he limited himself. He set this up. 
So it's not like he's weak and can't, you know, he can't do nothing with man. He gave man the authority over the earth. He gave man, you just read it, the dominion over the beast, the dominion over the fowls in the air, the dominion. I very seldom hear anybody preach on that. And I don't see nobody exercising that authority. Every once in a while, I'll see somebody that go and tame a lion, a lion or something like that. But man has the authority over the beast of the field, over the sheep, over the oxen, over the uh, the beast of the field, over the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, whosoever passes through the pass of the sea. These things have he given to man. So who is Satan who gets all this power? Satan is someone that has tricked, lied, deceived us into giving up our birthright or our power over the earth. And so he, through ignorance, we, through ignorance, give him power over our earth. And now he has become the god of this world. But that's only because of us giving it to him. So what do you think of what's happened to the people in Sri Lanka? I know how we feel about Easter, the lady Easter, the goddess Greek, uh, I think she's Greek, I'm not sure, but the, the goddess Easter, the wicked goddess Easter, fertility and sexuality, don't have nothing to do with the, the with the, the gospel. Uh, you know, we, we're saying Easter, 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 but again, there are people that was worshiping, and they don't know nothing about Easter. They were just there to pay homage to the Most High and His Christ. So give me your comments to those listening, what they would say. What do you have to say about those blaspheming God and saying He's, you know, what do you have to say, brother? Well, the first thing and foremost that we need to know that in the book of Isaiah, I think it says, it says, precious are the death of saints in the sight of the Lord. <clears throat> so we have to understand that anytime a believer, regardless of the circumstances, passes from life to death to the other side, that is considered very precious in the sight of the Most High scripture that I've taken great refuge in in the last three months because of my own personal experience and what the Holy Spirit revealed to me on the day that I encountered such tragic events. It came as a form of comfort and consolation. And I would give that and extend that same consolation to the families, to the friends, to the church members of those people who lost their life exercising their God mandated requirement to worship him and to worship him in spirit and truth. So I would not dare to trivialize this by being so cruel and sensitive to say, hey, you in the wrong place at the wrong time celebrating the pagan holiday. That's insensitive. insensitive. It is not the heart of the Most High, and it does not reveal the will and glory of God. So I refute that that particular mentality, regardless if it comes from Hebrew Israelites or any other source, outright. Uh, I totally reject that. Now, let's look at what you were stating, and let's look at the context, and let's look at what has happened since the scripture has stated that and what we find ourselves at presently. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and the habitations of them that dwell therein, and that he has given into the hands of men. He has given man uh, domination and authority to rule over the earth. In the first book of Genesis, that is clearly laid out within the first three chapters. But what did we see take place shortly thereafter? That through the sin of men, by entertaining thoughts and beliefs that are contrary to the will of the Most High and contrary to what he stated, 
We relinquished our authority. And Satan gained authority, gained, gained authority over this world system. And that's why the Bible clearly says that Satan is the god of this world. It doesn't mean he is the god of the earth. He does not own it. But he controls the system that governs this world in which we live upon it. And the prophecy did not leave us unaware of the events that are literally taking place before our eyes. The reason so many people are troubled because of this, and I speak specifically in regard to those who consider themselves to be of the household of faith, those who are Christians, it's the same thing that Christ presented to the Israelites and the predicament they found themselves in. You search, the, you search the scriptures, but you don't understand why. How can we read the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, Luke 21, the 19th chapter, I believe, and be puzzled or somehow dismayed by these things when he told us that these things will happen? There will be wars and rumors of wars, not just wars, but rumors of wars. We live in the most evil, wicked time known existence to the history of mankind. We have far exceeded to that which prompts the Most High to destroy the population of the earth when it says that the thoughts of men were evil continually. We have now come back to that place, and we have revisited it with a vengeance. We live in an evil, wicked world society controlled by demonic forces and ambassadors of Satan who are sent forth to do its bidding. But this is the disheartening thing about it. And that is why we must denounce religion and begin to study ourselves to approve, show ourselves approved unto the most high, a workman that can rightly divide the word of God so that he does not be ashamed when we are confronted from the naysayers, we're able to articulate the truth, not from our perspective, but from his word, the constitution of the government of which we are citizens of. And so we understand that these things are going to happen, and we understand that Satan is controlled of this world and this world system. But the problem is, is that those whom he has put in charge to be ambassadors of the kingdom have relinquished their opportunity, have released their authority because they become too self-consumed. In order to operate in what you would call godly authority, there are certain factors that must be existent. First, you must live holy. You must live holy and walk in a holy lifestyle. And what I mean by that is not the things that many of you are listening to right now understanding my voice and conjuring up, meaning that you got this thing from this and you get saying from that. That is a part of it. But the most significant aspect of holiness and the word sanctification, what it literally means is to be set apart unto God for God's use. But we come in a world which our parents thought right out from the beginning, telling us, educate yourself so you can get a good education, get a career, and be successful. Successful in whose eyes? God's eyes are the, are the eyes of the world because this world fades away. And that has become the problem. Now let me go back to my point. I'll turn right back over to you, Seth, and that is this. One, we were given the authority in the garden, but we chose the way of the world because instead of partaking of the tree of life, 
we partake of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. That is the particular system by which this world is governed for. So then we come year, hundreds of years later, and the Most High calls a group of people who are the smallest among all people of the world as far as people groups. He raises them up and he lifts them, and he says, I'm going to make you a priest unto the nations. It is your responsibility to live your life in the way that it becomes an example of how I want men to live. That's why before he gave us the Mosaic law that governed our nation on Mount Sinai, he first gave us the Ten Commandments because that should appeal to all. That is something that should govern all societies and not just Israel. But as you know, Israel failed at that task miserably. And then we come some 700 years to, two, to 1,700 years, depending on the timeline, and then we have the ascent of Christ. And what did he do? He calls us ambassadors of Christ. He came preaching the kingdom, but we walked the verse, and we came and we went about for 1,700 years preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. But that's not what Christ preached, neither is it what he instructed us to preach. So what happens is that now the world perceives what we do as a religion. It doesn't understand that we are a kingdom and that those who speak on that behalf of that kingdom are ambassadors who are sent forth to give our nation policy, our nation's laws on whatever issue may come to bear. And so now the church or Christianity has failed at that task just like Israel did. And now Christianity has been seen as a mockery. So what you saw on Facebook is the manifestation of the persecution for which we were promised to encounter, but for somehow when we experienced it, we think that there is something terribly wrong, when actually it's an indication that you're doing the right thing, that you are now prevailing against the gates of hell and the devil is upset. So what we do is we see people who lost their life like that, and we see it as a sad thing. But believe me, when the day of judgment comes, it's not going to be a sad thing for them. That means that they lost their life for the word of God and the testimony of Yahshua HaMashiach, you all call him Jesus the Christ. That's what they lost their life doing. There is a reward beyond anything that they can get on this earth for what took place with them. They have now been assured a seat in the millennial kingdom of Christ. They don't have to wait a thousand years to the time of judgment to come back into their body and resume place on this planet. But because they were mortared for the word of God and the testimony of Christ, they have now been assured a seat. So while we're mourning them, we literally should be rejoicing. But our sentiment is an indication of how far we have become removed from the truth. Back to you, Brother Seth. That's pretty interesting, pretty powerful. Pretty powerful, so I don't think I could say it even better. Uh, I do want to say just one thing about something you said. And um, when you talked about Satan being the god of this world, and 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 in control of the world, I, just, I I know what you meant, but again, people don't know. You don't know how we think. So I gotta say this: I don't think the brother meant like it's permanent, like we can't get it back. I don't think we will get it back, according to prophecy. It looks like certain prophecy is gonna happen, 
Father's going to come and judge the world, kingdom of God versus the kingdom of Satan of this world. I don't think man is going to tomorrow decide, well, let's get our authority back. Again, I just read to you, many of you, Psalms 8, where it says, He's given us dominion over the works of thy... He has made... Let me just read it. Thou madest him, talking about man, Psalms 8 and 6, thou madest, talking about mankind, thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Works of thy hands. Earlier it said what he created. And it says you made man to have dominion over what you did. Thou hast put all things under his feet. What on earth does that mean? And it goes on to name what has been put on his feet. Listen to what has been put on the man's feet. All sheep. And remember back then there wasn't mount, there wasn't all these skyscrapers and all that stuff. All else would probably name that. But it's talking about rural. It's talking about everything you can see with your eye. All sheep. Sheep and oxen was all they had around them. It was rural. And the beasts of the field. That's all you can see, beasts of the field, sheep and oxen, the fowls of the air, everything you can see, he said, you put this on the man. And the fish of the sea, the fish of the sea is deep. To think that that's under the dominion of man, what did man call the fish to them? Or did they just command them to come? I mean, you know, think about that. What What is having the dominion over the fish of the sea is? And here's a good one. And whatsoever that passes through the path of the sea, anything in the sea, has been placed in the man's dominion. Now, that's deep. So what this brother is saying is through our ignorance and rebellion, we lost this dominion. Now Satan has this dominion, and now he has it. He has gotten mankind to give it over to him, this dominion. So now this, this world is his. So all I'm saying is I believe one at a time, those of us that learn our authority in Christ, those of us that are in Christ, like the brother was saying, I believe you can be still in Christ and still be ignorant, still be rebased, and still lose it. A lot of power, powerless believers are all around us. Just because you're born again don't make you taking your rightful place. But just know this, brothers and sisters, and I know this brother will agree with me on this, that you can't have that authority. It's just that most of us don't even know what it is, and unfortunately, a lot of our churches do not teach it. Brother, do you follow me on that? Absolutely. And But they also need that you can have that authority and be killed. Uh, if you want me to give me an example, let's talk about Say the problem of our faith. I say, but they also need to understand, because here's what a fallacy, what I call the euphoric reality of Christianity has been promoting for far too long. Because remember, this issue of domination and authority in the earth is not something new, as we know it's in the scripture, but it's not even new to us in this current history. Because if you remember about 10 years back, and I know prior to before Miles Monroe uh, passed away, uh, that a great deal of the theology and of the messages that was promoted was our dominion. The problem is, is that when you come into a culture like the United States of America, and you start preaching to a group of people, and predominantly the people who first herald that commercial, that, that, that message, are white Americans, they have a proclivity to abuse domination. They have a proclivity to abuse authority, to control and manipulate the lives of human beings. And that's what was never given to us in the Garden of Eden. We were never given authority and domination over other individuals. We were given domination and authority over the earth. 
So the message did come forth through the body of Christ. It came forth through Christianity, at least. And that message was exploited, perverted, and manipulated, just like the so-called prosperity message. But there's something that people who are born again saints, you need to understand. You have been told a sack of lies because you have been told that as long as you walk in faith, as long as you walk in the authority of Christ, you will not encounter any troubles in this issue, in this lifetime. And any troubles that you can encounter, you can take authority over. But that is not the narrative or the history of the witness that Scripture presents. If we remember, there are 11 fathers to our faith, to our faith. In the Christian, and what I would call the New Covenant, New Testament perspective, there are 11 fathers. They were 11 apostles. They all lost their life for the cause of the truth that they stood on. But they were different from us. They were not trying to be politically correct. They gave it to you. If you didn't like it, you had to deal with it. They gave you the truth. They gave you the word. And as a result, every one of them lost their life for it. But not only them, all the prophets were martyred. So when you stand and you preach and you stand and live a life of integrity to the truth of God, you are going to be persecuted. And when you live in a society that's contrary to the will of God, the persecution is extremely intensified. They will persecute you in the press. They will persecute you in your community. That is a reality, but Christ told us about this. In this life, you're going to have trials and tribulations. He told the apostles that you're going to be persecuted for the belief. He told them that you're going to lose your very life. He gave, told Peter the exact fashion in which he would lose his life for the gospel. And But many of us, we have not made a commitment to the point of putting our very life on the line. And I know this because we're too unwilling to speak forth the truth. And so the other thing, that, that thing that we need to make important, what you're saying is exactly right. And we and have domination. If I can jump in just for a quick little second, brother, I was sure. Your verse, mm -hmm. scripture verses, Matthew 5 and 11, it says, Blessed are ye, listen to this, folks, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you mm -hmm. and shall say, All men All men evil against you falsely for my All men are evil against you. And then one scripture also says, if we suffer with him, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with reign. him. That's coming out of Second Timothy 2 and 12, and I'll read that really exactly. quickly. It says this. Listen to this, folks. This is your Bible. If we suffer we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. And I want to say something really quickly. Most of the church, and when it first became the church, there was a lot of persecution right away. Now, i got to say this, because most of the persecution people that died and all that was leaders. They got it. They really did get it, the prophets. A lot of laymen got it, too. But just know this. Everybody that's born again ain't going to be beheaded. But even if you, your attitude should be, if you are beheaded, I'll be beheaded. That should be your attitude. I know, this, I know, I know we're not taught that. But that should be your attitude. If I have to go, I have to go. 
that should be your attitude. But I don't think everybody in the church is gonna get killed. I don't think that. I don't think. I don't think that's what Brother LSU is saying. But he is saying that if you stand up to the powers that be, which is in most cases gonna be leaders, leaders, and in, in most cases, most leaders is gonna. I say was gonna get this kind of persecution if you're a true leader. And a lot of your flock, too, if y'all are on the cutting edge and really speaking the word of the Father, the enemy is going to hate you. Some of your members will die. Some of your members will be bombed. You know what? What I don't, what I, I guess what I'm saying is this, and I don't know if I I probably shouldn't try to soften the blow, soften the blow, but because in the early church we hear about 500 were saved, and I don't I don't remember reading it all of them died and that. So all, that's not what we're saying. We're just saying that you should have the heart. You should be ready to die because you just might have to die. That's the attitude. You should have a martyr's mentality. Like the Bible tells us to wear this world like a loose garment. Just know that your life might be required. That's how you're supposed to go at this thing. But is it going to be required every single body? No, that's not what we're saying. But your attitude should be, I'm living this life for something that's coming, not so much living this life just as though this is only living. Go ahead, brother. Well, let's look at the context of that, too. And this is why I'm so vital, my people. It's so vital, uh, Israel. It's so vital, Church of the Living God. I have committed most of my adult life to trying to understand one book. I have hundreds of books in my library, but all my life I've been committed to understanding one book because I understood that my very life was centered and oriented in that book. And that's why I come literally, I thought when I went to, when I went to ORU, I didn't really I want to know about theology. That's not what I was seeking because anything I understood from the scripture, I knew that I would get it through the Holy Spirit if I subjected myself and died to my flesh enough to be able to hear his voice. But Many times we're understanding things because we don't understand the history. Seth, this is the only point thus for tonight I differ with you. 90% of the early church were martyrs. Have we forgotten that that Colosseum that stands right now in Rome, which used to be Constantinople, that that Colosseum was used to fill it up with Christians and then turn loose animals in on, loose on those Christians to divide them. That was the sport of the Roman Empire. The the particular empire that we live in, it is an absolute replica of that same empire. They became so hostile towards believers that they were killing them at will. And we have to understand, and we have to understand that the times that they were living in were nothing but a precursor to the reality that we are coming about. The reality is that we no longer redeem the times. We're not what the scriptures say, the days of evil. We don't understand the days of evil. And just as it was in the days of Noah's show as it is now, men are marrying and giving in marriage. In other words, going on about your business, well, we don't understand that all the signs are around us that we are fastly approaching towards the end of this age. And the only people who seem to not be cognizant of that, the people who should know it better than anybody, so-called Christians, the church. And we don't see the signs. The reason we don't see the signs is because we have been fed a bunch of lies that says we don't need to read the Old Testament because that's the law and that is dead. 
So therefore, we don't need to consume ourselves with that. But we just put all our emphasis on the New Testament. Don't understand there were a lot of political things going on in the events that occurred in the New Testament that 99% of believers not even aware of. They're not even aware that Paul, in many ways, in this particular day and time, and by his very own peers, the apostles, consider him a sellout because he wanted to make certain that he did not offend the Roman the Roman Empire. As a matter of fact, when the Jews turned against him, is when he told. Uh, I forget who it was, I am a Roman citizen. That first thought was the same thought that people have now. Nigga, you was a sellout. But we don't see that reality because that's not what's given to us by our preachers and our pastors. We don't understand that this belief that we came through was, was, was purged in the fire of persecution of the entire church. Why do you think they're finding all these documents in caves? Because that's where the believers had to hang out at to keep safe. Because they were hunted down like animals. And we don't understand that we are quickly approaching that day. The reason y'all, most of, a lot of believers feel safe, and it's not an issue to them, because you ain't saying nothing that offends the world. You ain't doing nothing that well, offends well, the world. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. That's kind of what I'm saying. I don't think every believer back in the day when the early church was on fire, ready to die, just sold out oh, to the most high. The I, don't believe, I do think it was a lot more. I do think it was a lot more on fire, convicted, because of the day and the time that Christ was just there and it was fresh. And I don't think we had all these the doctrines and denominations. I think it was more solid. But I do think it was different levels of it. And I think the enemy, because Satan was around then, certain ones was a more of a threat than others. And I do think when the Romans come around. They were persecuting believers. They were persecuting Christians. I do believe that the church was under heavy persecution. It'd be like if some believers moved to Russia, you know, where, uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of Christians in Russia, too. That's another lot we've been told. But I'm just saying, let's say China. China. I do think it's harder, and they, they stand out like a sore thumb. But if you got millions of Christians like in America, there's going to be different levels of Christians. I don't think every carnal Christian is going to be pulled out and killed and, and, and shot and all. I do think there's a lot. If we get serious with our doctrine and get more united and become more of a threat and start snatching people out of this world into the kingdom, I do think it's going to get real ugly real fast. And we're going to see some things we've never seen before. It is going to be hundreds of people dying, beheadings, all kind of things. But I don't think all of these church people that's in the church is going to suffer. That's all I'm saying. It don't mean... I'm trying to butter it up for nobody. You still should have the mentality that you would die for your faith. Every one of us is supposed to be living our life unto the Most High. Our body don't belong to us. It's easier said than done, but we're supposed to be that way, presenting our body a living sacrifice, knowing that if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Like you said earlier, blessed is the saints, the death of the saints. The Bible talks about that. Nobody want to rejoice at funerals, but it does actually say that. So I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and I think we're saying the same thing, to be very honest. So, listen, again, I just want to say to everybody, listen to the Five Souls on Network, Brother Elishu is doing his thing. He's, he's 
picking up a ton and run with the second half. I ran with the first half and letting his brother do his thing. He's going to go back to the back to him a little bit. But I just want to remind everybody, if you have a question or comment, press 1, press 1, press 1. I'm looking at the board now, and I don't always look at the board. And sometimes your hand, you could be at the bottom, and I don't see it. I have to scroll up and all this. So if you have a question or comment for the brother, press 1. Otherwise, I'm going to go back to him and, uh, and uh, just hit this a little harder. Well, actually, let's do something. I want to be. I want to play devil's advocate because you're talking about saints and persecution and all that, and I do think it's coming if you really, really, really live for him. I'm serious. If you do something great to the kingdom of Satan, they ain't going to just take that twirling. But remember, we do have angels and do have protection. The Father ain't just put us all out to slaughter. There are certain people that's going to be martyrs. They call from the foundation of the earth, from their mother's womb. They call to be headed. Those people are going to rule and reign with Christ. The Bible says those that have been headed is going to be resurrected ahead of the other saints to rule with Christ and become a thousand years. Everybody is not called to be that martyr. There are some people that is going to be martyred. But in the meantime, there are going to be some miracles. There's going to be some people that say, you know what? They put us in prison, just like in the book of Acts. They put us in prison. They thought they were going to do this to us. They thought they were going to do that to us. But the prison doors open up, and these angels walked us outside of the city. There's going to be miracles. There's going to be miracles. The Father is going to show his power, too. The enemy just ain't going to have wreak havoc on all the believers. They don't have no rights and just... Then nobody's going to be going to be saved. It, ain't, it will never reach nobody saying, well, if you be saved, you're going to die tomorrow. They're going to be like, well, I don't know. I, you know I'm, it's safer not to be saved then. So, it's better to be on the, on the Lord's side, on the Father's side. That's just where y'all hearing both of us share. This is what I'm saying right now. You hear Brother LSU. This is Brother Seth talking now. We may differ a little bit. I think we're saying the same thing. But there are going to be miracles. There are going to be snatched from the mouths of Satan. There are going to be angels. Because the Bible said they're sent here to be ministry, ministers, those to be heirs of salvation. Then what, they're not going to go to heaven. No way. They're going to be down here with us fighting. It's a fighting. And if it ain't time for me to die, I ain't going nowhere. When it's time for me to die, I'm, it's time for me to die. Some people are going to live to be old. Some people are going to live to be old. Some people are going to be martyrs young. So I just want to just say that because I know it sounds a little gloomy, but it is, it, you know, it's how you look at it. Remember, folks, when them people died in the bomb, Ella Shure, they went to be in the presence of the Lord instantly. When bombs go off, you don't suffer for the most part. It goes off, boom, and, and the blast is so strong, you go unconscious. They died instantly. So they was one minute at a service, honoring the most high, those that are in Christ. Not all of them was believers. we got to go there, too. As soon as that bomb went off, they was with the saints. That's what I believe. And it was precious. It's just that when you go up and you're looking at the carnage, you look at all the bodies and babies, we cannot process that on this side. But on the other side, it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing whenever we die. That's what the scripture says. Do y'all believe the word or not? So, Brother Elshad, I want to play devil's advocate. I have heard some very choice words with the most high. First of all, what are you done? I want you to get done, and then I want to play devil's advocate about uh, these events, the floods in, in, South, in South Africa, you know, the, the church burning. I want to just play devil's advocate and ask you certain questions, see what, what scriptures you have, or what do you have to say, if anything. So are you done, or you want to hit, hit that a little harder? Well, 
Well, immediately what I would tell this, and I'll make this announcement for Seth because I'm sure it slipped his mind if he's not looking at the clock. It is now 9.53 Central Time. If you called into this show, or rather yet, if you're on this show listening by the Internet, if you do not call in in the next six minutes, you will be cut off and you will not hear the remainder of the show. So, therefore, if you want to hear the remainder of the show, it is 9.54 now. They cut off the Internet at 10 o'clock. So if you want to hear it, you're going to need to call in in the next five minutes if you want to hear the remainder of the show. Now, in regards to... Um, thank you. Thank you. I, I just want to... Yeah, yeah most welcome, Seth. I just want to make this one point, and then we'll get to what you were stating. That is this. We have made carnality an option for believers, and it is not. Christ was very explicit. When we got to read the book, who was the revelation of Christ? It's not the book of Revelations. It's the book of Revelation. It's the revelation of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. And he said this. You're going to either be hot or you're going to be cold. But you're not going to be in between. Because if you're in between, you might as well be cold. Because I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Now, how do we preach up the scripture? The Bible says in the last days, Many would get heed to seduce the spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, many people would like to argue with me and say, oh, that's this Muslim stuff. He brought. No, 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 no. He's not worth talking to them. He's talking to the church. So these seducing spirits were going to be operating within the realm of the church, and they were going to be teaching doctrines of demons. And do you know what the result of these doctrines of demons being taught to the people and these people who have itching ears who listen to this and embrace this? The Bible says there's going to be a great apostasy. That means there's going to be a great falling away. And I would bet this with my very life and the life of my whole family, that that apostasy has already begun. That many people who think you are actually in the faith, you're no longer in the faith. Because the Bible says that we're not saved just by faith through grace. James brought a balance to it, and he said, really simple, faith without works is dead. And in the book of Revelation, it says that these are those who have the right to the tree of life, those who have the testimony of Jesus Christ and keep the commandments. So the fact of the matter is because we have inherited a form of our belief system that has become so watered down that we haven't had a lot of people who go to church every Sunday, who sit in the pews, but in their heart, they have fallen from the faith. And the reason they're not aware of it is because the preacher lets them be uncomfortability and their carnality because he is just as carnal as they are. Now, you can hate me and get mad at me for saying this, but on Judgment Day, I'll pray that the Most High brings my face and my voice to you to remind you that I am loving you right now. I am loving you in a way that's beyond what your mind may not be able to comprehend right now. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that now more than any time is a time where we lock in and we don't pull away. Now is a time, any time, where we stand and we don't live safe because there is no room for safety. There is no room in the days of carnality are coming to an end. Carnality can cost you your life. Like the brother said, we have dominion and we have authority. But when you get caught in carnality, you just stepped out of your place in that authority. And that means the devil can take you out in that very moment. And that's what he seeks to do, steal, kill, and destroy. So there are men whose motivation is to line their pockets and not to save your soul. And what I'm telling you right now, whether you like me or not, may the Holy Spirit bring it to your remembrance 
May you do what Seth used to tell me, quoting the Apostle Paul. Consider what I say, and the most praised Holy Spirit will give you understanding. But the fact of the matter is that we have become too lax in our faith. That's why we live in a nation that's supposed to be grounded on biblical principles and grounded on the word of God, but it is one of the very few Western nations that has legalized homosexuality. Because what has happened is that we have checked out of the fight. And so when Seth talks about having authority and walking in dominion, it, more than, it means more than casting the, the devil out of the person that's sitting in the pew next to you. It also says be wise to the advice of Satan. But this brother who has been there on this show, and he has been five or six years running, he has basically committed his life every week to making you people aware of the advice of Satan. But very few listen. Because when we tell you that, we, you think we offer to some kind of conspiracy theory. Because you're not wise to the vices of Satan. You don't understand that you are literally fighting against the God of this world, and he holds the door to the gate of hell. But the fact of the matter is that while we're sitting here being attacked, we're supposed to be on the attack. Because the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of God, but it will prevail against Christianity. Okay, Seth, you can play the devil's advocate. Man, that scared me. You, you, you stopped right at 10 o'clock. I'm saying, did it cut off at 10? No, I just we stopped. Just, yeah, so, but anyway, brother, let's play devil, devil's advocate. Where was the most high during all this? Why do you allow this to happen with these 290 people in Sri Lanka? And, uh, even though we're not talking about all the ills of the world, you can throw it all in the same conversation. Where is the most high? Well, I would say he wants to discredit what you believe. He wants to discredit what you promote. And now, if I was the devil, the dime would be the most opportune time because we're more vulnerable than any time than the body of Christ has been in the history of the world. Because, again, like I said, many of us checked out the fight. And the fact that, like I said, you know, black people were so enamored with a black president, they don't understand that he gave legal authority because we're talking about legal authority. Remember, just when you read the book of when you read the book of Daniel, and you remember that Daniel made a prayer and he was seeking revelation from it, and he prayed to the Most High, and then he fasted for twenty-one days. On the twenty-fifth day, an angel showed up, and the angel was Gabriel, I believe it was, and he said, "I've come to bring you the answer to your prayer and to know I heard your prayer on the first day, but I was withstood by the Prince of Persia." And then Michael, the archangel, who is the angel assigned to the people of Israel and the warring angel, came to assist Gabriel in that fight and freed him up so he could bring the revelation to, the, to Daniel. Well, what you don't know is Nebuchadnezzar and his secular authoritative position had authority over that region. Daniel had authority because of his authority was not in him, but it was in the most high. And so the fact is, is that all of us celebrated the black president. We were all crazy about Obama. But Obama gave legal authority to some of the most destructive, prevailing demons known existing on mankind to have free reign in this nation, and it's called homosexuality. And now we see the fall of it out. You can't even look at your TV without them imposing that lifestyle upon you. People, we're in a war. We're in a battle. And what Satan seeks to do is to discredit the validity of the truth of the word of God and those who represent him. And the reason we got to this place it's because, and I'm going to continue to say this, I have to, because it's God, it's the word. It's because of our leaders. 
Our leaders have have relinquished. They would rather ride around in Mercedes Benz and live in nice houses rather than committed. All of the authority that you were given, Seth, and that dominion, it was not for us to live in a life of grand prosperity. It was for us to fight the hells of demons as we proclaim the gospel of truth. That's what that authority is for. Initially, that authority was for us to maintain this earth. It was to govern this earth. But now, just like the black community in America, and people talking about what we're going to do with black folks, how we're going to resolve this, it's out of your hands. All you can do is do what you were instructed to do, to speak the word with all boldness, to be diligent and diligent. But the fact of the matter is that the situation now is all we're doing is maintaining and trying to hold the battle line until our King of Kings and Lord of Lords shows up on the scene. And if I wasn't talking to Christians, I'll tell you exactly what he's going to do. He's going to tear that ass up. That's right. That's why when the world does what they do, I tell them, have your time now. Because when he comes back, that's why you see a song on my page. When we ride on our enemy, Yahweh said this. Jesus said this. Will I not avenge my enemies? Oh, but this is, the, this is what you call the crux of the scripture. Because he said this. But when I show up, am I going to find faith on the earth? Because if I have faith in the most high, Yahweh, if I have faith in Yeshua, King of King and Lord of Lord, if I have faith in the word that they have spoken to me, I don't care about you putting no bullet in my head because I preach the truth. I'm going to stand right on your face and say, make sure you get me front and center because make sure you do the job. Make sure you do the job right. And I want you to know I will be back. See, we don't live like that. We don't live with that type of confidence that we're willing to lay it all on the line. And I'm telling you, people, do not believe this carnal, milky wash, lukewarm Christianity and thinking that you can give half and then you're going to get all. No, he don't work like that. Brother Seth went on the other line, told me some years ago, Yahweh, Yahweh is a stubborn God. He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But today, instead of opening up the earth and swallowing a thousand disobedient, hard-headed, rebellious Israelites, guess what? It's real simple. He's just going to remove his hand and turn you over to the enemy. Holiness. And when I say holiness, part to God. It's time to quit living a politically correct life because you are afraid of living Losing your comfortability. The problem in America and the reason we are not like those people in Sri Lanka who probably those who were living who did not die immediately, they were rejoicing before death came to them. Because for them to preach the gospel, it means their very life. We have become so comfortable that we have walked off the battlefield. And like David, when he walked, when the times when the kings go forth to battle, but David stayed at home. And what happened to David when he stayed at home? His behind got into sin. And that's what's happening with so many of us. Because we're not busy about doing the Father's work. We're busy about pursuing careers and consuming material things and wealth. And we're not busy about doing the Father's work. I'm not a rich man by any standards. I'm a very poor man. But I wouldn't care if I'm poor for the rest of my life. Because I know that this life is nothing but a blade of grass. 
When you get faced with immortality, you realize it's here today and gone tomorrow. So I would rather spend this 70 or 80 years that the most I have given to me investing in my future because that future can last a thousand years. And not only do I come back, come back to be present in the midst of that, but I come back in a position to rule and reign with him. So my people in Sri Lanka, I salute you. I salute you for your sacrifice. I salute you that you stood on the battleground knowing that you could be killed for your faith, but you didn't flinch. I like that. Paul and James and all of them did it, and all those early saints who were being martyred, who were being ushered in, and they were letting lions loose to them. They were being hunted like dogs where they had to hide in caves. Woo-hoo! I'm in their company. I'm counted among them. I'm counted among those people listed in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, called the Hall of Fame of Faith. So, yes, he says, I shall come back to avenge my enemies. But to you, my people, I ask you, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? Or will you be so hearted? Will you so be fearful? Last thing, wars and rumors of war. And why were these wars and rumors? Because a rumor of war is not a war. What you have going over in so-called George Bush, a lot of the stuff that we've encountered, his war on terror, that's called a rumor of war. And why do they do that? Christ said it. Men's heart failing them because of fear. What happened in Sri Lanka, what happened in the churches here, which was done by racists, white supremacists, this is done to make us fearful. This is done to make us draw back into tradition. But what we should do is that when things happen like this, we should be like just like that book in the church of and, and that church in the book of Acts. Well, you know when they got persecuted, Seth? Do you know if you go and read every time they got persecuted and they stood up to it that the gospel spread even more? It's spread powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, brother, I'm gonna tell you, uh, it's a hard word to deliver tonight because people don't normally hear that one. It's a hard, hard word. But it's very sobering. It's very true. You know, we just don't think like that. And there's very few people that even, uh, you know what, I hate to say this, but a lot of people, this, this kind of message would run off. They, it would just scare, scare the hell out of them. You know, they just, they don't understand. But you know what, I want to say this, you know, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I just want to make this little side road, then I'm going to, actually, I think I'll take a little quick little break, and then we're going to come back, and i got another, some more, uh, Again, playing devil's advocate, I got something really for the listeners. They're going to really like this. And a lot of y'all feel like this. But let me just say this. If you don't believe in evil spirits or you don't believe in spiritual warfare, forget evil spirits. How about angels? Just just go there. If you don't believe in angels, really believe that there are angels on this earth. And remember, nothing happens on this earth unless man invited. That's the truth. Man has to invite it. And so we're praying, Father, help us, and he helps us. Father, deliver me, and he delivers. And that's, he can deliver you how you want you. You're inviting him. Father, I invite you to my, my home, my life. Uh, deliver me, help me, uh, take care of my children. When you pray all these prayers, these, this is when angels are dispatching a lot of things. And, and I really wish that we had the kind of boldness to, to talk over the years, I've heard all kind of testimonies about angels, and it's just amazing how there are people on this earth 
that you may be in your family, may be your neighbor, and they don't, they just don't have these experiences. They just don't believe. So you start talking about things like angels, they don't believe. You start talking about miracles, they don't believe. And let's take a little break here, but if somebody don't believe in angels, demons, rankings, spiritual warfare, how one will put a thousand, two should put ten thousand, the power of agreement, uh, uh, soul ties, uh, uh, familiar spirits, uh, uh, it's going to be hard for them to fathom, really, the Illuminati, because the Illuminati believe in these things. Ooh, the more powerful you get up a food chain, the more you're going to hear this. It's really weird. The most powerful people believe this. And it's like all these folks out here protesting. So many of them don't believe. None of them are talking about it. And you're thinking, man, how can I go to war with you? You don't even believe. I, I, I'm not getting you this out it. like I feel. Yes, you Quickly, are. Go ahead. You own it. Yeah. How do you, like, for instance, if we start, you and I, we ain't going to do it tonight, but if you and I start talking about the experiences we had, like at the convention center with the one girl and, and many experiences where we had, we were actually, you and I, out of all the people, you and I, because we've, we've, we've been through it, we've seen this spiritual warfare. We know what it's like to be sitting somewhere and something dropping your mind and it's not your brains and it's alien, nice. and it's something about the future or something about somebody what somebody is about to do. Um, just warnings come in your spirit and you know to move. You can't share that with people. So it's like, how do you how do you go to war with people? How do you work with people that do not understand the spiritual? I mean, this is not, I'm talking about thousands of people in my life, in my family even, I can't say certain things around certain people. I just can't. They don't think you're crazy. <laughs> and then every once in a while, LSU, every once in a while, they'll get an experience. And guess who they come looking for? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you who do believe. I'm going to tell you who do believe. Police officers. If you've been on the force a while, the kind of stuff you see, That's right. when that man pulled up in, in Florida, Miami, Florida, I'm going to break. When that man pulled up in Miami, Florida, and saw a black, decent, healthy, handsome-looking young black man, naked, eating, chewing off another man's face, they can holler about bad salt or drugs all you want. Ain't nobody never done no crazy stuff like that. And but what happened is this is how you know it's the evil spirits. When the man pulled a gun and said, Hold it right there and the guy looks at him, here we go, and goes That's how you know. When the little young white girl pulls up at McDonalds and she is on a rage and the man tells her we don't have chicken McNuggets now. And she gets upset, and something in her takes over. She even says this, don't let me return to my lower nature. And what happened next at that window as McDonald's terrified the nation? Anybody that saw that video? 
And there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of cases like this. You got people walking around, and they believers, and they say even sanctified, and they say filled with the Holy Ghost, and they don't believe none of this. You're thinking to yourself, how much of a threat? Oh, I went with getting a little bit off off topic, but folks, it, it's amazing. It's amazing. So when some people but say the word of God, you very first, good point, and you need and you need to clarify that you you're, you're on a very good point because not only do we have demon powers working through individuals. What the Lord has revealed to me, and I can see it all the time, is that remember, the word for witchcraft and sorcery, that comes from a root word that means pharmaceutical. A lot of these drugs that these people are prescribing for these people are literally drugs that have literally been devoted to the death, have been basically sacrificed to the enemy, and these people are consuming these drugs. And I ain't just talking about street drugs. I'm talking about people who take these mind-altering, so-called uh, antidepressants. They'll tell you on the package, if you do this, it'll have you all these violent thoughts. That's satanic, but people are not aware of it because the devil is slick. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, folks, listen. Good night. My goodness, this brother always does this. He always does this, folks. This is what he do. Well, let's take a little break. I got, you know, um, for many reasons. Let's take a little break because I don't want to overwhelm y'all. But again, those of y'all that's blaming God, you at least got to know about spiritual warfare. How are you going to blame God and you don't even believe in angels? You barely do really believe God, some of y'all. And it's people blame. Well, it gives me people blaming God and they don't understand the devil. You at least got to understand what the devil is doing, what he's not doing. And then I can see you maybe understand. You know, I can see it, but you don't even, you don't even believe you don't even believe. You, 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 you know, goodness, goodness, goodness. Well, anyway, folks, listen. Again, you better see the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. Got Brother LSU all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. And he is just firing away, saying some things that I know y'all ain't going to hear in y'all's churches. But he loved the church. He just had trouble with the message today, this comfortable message. And he feels like there's going to be some martyrs. If you really tell this thing right, if you live this thing right, because you are going to agitate the kingdom of darkness. But how can you get that over when people don't even believe in the kingdom of darkness? They're not even taught about spiritual warfare in their churches. What hope is there for the world when the church don't even understand? Some of them, a lot of them do. Thank God for the, the thank the Most High for the Pentecostals and the, and the even Catholics who who really know the truth. They're not acting right though. But anyway. We'll be right back, folks. Take a little short break. I got a little ad to play about. Remember, what's coming up next week is uh, we're going to talk about music. Those of you interested in the music world, we're going to have it on Jared Lowe. He's going to be talking about the music, copyright laws. He's going to be talking about publishing. Uh, oh, my goodness. All kind of stuff y'all never heard about publishing. All kind of things y'all never heard about copyright laws. He's talking about registering your work. This brother is really something. I was so impressed with him. Man, I got to have you on. He's going to be talking about performance right organizations. I never even knew what that was. PROs, that they call it. He's going to talk about something called the Harry Fox uh, Agency. What's that's all about? Uh, this is, these are the people that collect uh, mechanic royalties, collecting royalties, and how to set your stuff up and protect your stuff. This brother going to a deep level. We'll be right back, folks. Thank you for tuning into the Five Four Stone Network. We'll be right back.
Peace, family. Thanks for listening to the Five Smooth Stones Network tonight. I'm Jared Lowe, and I'm going to be sharing information on the music business. Many of you are interested in pursuing a career or opportunity in the recording industry, but you may be unaware of the intricate details of the business deals behind the scenes and how to maneuver through them. During our conversation, I will discuss music copyright law, sync licensing, performance rights organizations, registering with digital aggregators, mechanical royalties versus performance royalties, and much more. Enjoy the show. Check for me next week, April 30th, on the Five Smooth Stones Network. Peace.
my good and faithful servant. That's what we all strive for, right? To hear him say, well done, a good and faithful servant. Well, again, folks, we're going to an open forum where we just open talk about various things in the news, what's happening around our world. Kind of been stuck on pretty much the uh, whole uh, Sri Lanka, uh, Sri Lanka um, tragedy of uh, 800 people dead, gone, and uh, many of them was uh, in service worshiping. Had no idea that was going to be the last day. And a lot of people don't understand where was the Most High. How could he have allowed all these people worshiping, serving to pass that way? And Brother Ella Shuri just talked about the beauty of dying in Christ. And uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate and uh, talk a little bit more about that. But it's not just that event. It's all kind of events happening in our world. People are blaming the Father, saying why he allowed this. Why he make evil in the first place? You know, and... and uh, People just don't understand, you know. And like I made it so clear on my Facebook, I talked about this very strongly. And I said it's very clear to me. Very clear. I said I got all the answers, but he made it very clear. The Father already gave us an answer. He says, the earth is mine. It's mine. It's mine. The earth is the Lord and the fullness of Psalms 84 we talked about earlier. Folks, listen. He said that the authority in the earth is man. Man can squander it. He can give it to the Most High. He can take that authority and say, Father, come into my earth. Lead me, guide me, direct me. That's what we're supposed to do with that authority. If we don't know what to do, sometimes we are going to learn what to do. The Father has trained us and showed us, and we're just walking that knowledge once he let us know. But there's going to be a lot of things we don't know, and for those things we don't know, we are supposed to be calling on the Most High. Well, because of sin, many of us have grown through sin, the deceitfulness of sin, the scripture talks about, we become ignorant of our rights. When we get, when we get into sin, that means we're violating the Father's word, and so we get, on, we get on Satan's turf, and the Bible talks about how we're no match for Satan. So we end up giving our authority, our dominion to Satan, and he ends up being the God of this world. But I believe all that can change is one by one, one man by one man at a time, as we turn to the Most High. It's easier said than done, just because we're talking about this show don't mean myself and Brother Elishua is the greatest example, so at least I'm speaking for myself. I know I'm not, and I have given Satan play in my life many times and uh, have suffered many times, but I also have given the Father leeway in my life and have been blessed many times, and that's one reason I do these shows because I recognize we definitely, really, truly, 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 really, all jokes aside, we are really, truly in the warfare, and there is a such thing as spiritual warfare, and there is activity with angels, fallen angels, and angels that are not fallen, which we call angels, and then those that are fallen we call devils. There is a warfare, and I don't know what to tell somebody if they talk about they understand, they want to go blaming the Father, and yet they don't even understand spiritual warfare. They don't even understand what the devil is doing. They don't even believe in no devil. How are you going to blame the Father and you don't even believe? At least if you understand spiritual warfare, you know that there's a devil, you know that there's evil spirits, you know that there's angels, you've seen them, you work with them, or you've done some with them. You, to me, can kind of critique, maybe. Maybe you can, but if you don't even believe in evil spirits, you're not. You're going to be calling with the Father is doing, you're going to be blaming stuff. Everything ain't the Father. 
The Father is the one that loves us. If you want to destroy them, go back to the phone line and bring on my guests. I'll show you a line that's now open. Uh, you feel what I'm saying, brother? Give me some feedback on what I was just saying, please. Well, Seth, you made a very good point. Let's not, you know, I was making, explaining something to my wife today. And I said, people often understand prophecy. There are elements of prophecy that speak forth clearly what is the express will of God. Then there are prophecies that are more so like a predicament. They are an accurate weather forecast. Like when the Messiah was with the apostles and they were looking down at the temple and the apostles were so enamored by the beauty and the glory of the temple. And when Christ said that I tell you that not many days henceforth there should not be one stone left upon another. Now, was it most high's will to come in and destroy that which represented him? No. But in his foreknowledge, in his omni in his all knowing, he understood that these are going things are going to take place. But that's not necessarily his will for the universe. It's his it is what it is, it's his understanding based upon the actions of men. And so he knew this was going to take place. They defiled that temple. That was the, uh, the, the edifice that was constructed and erected as a symbol of his presence on planet Earth. So, but they destroyed it. Now, was it his will to be destroyed? We can't determine that. We can't decipher that. But he let us know this is what's going to take place. Just like when we read the book of Revelation, it says that the saints warred against the beast and the beast warred against the saints and the saints were not able to prevail now the question is is that his will that we not prevail come on it says that we are i mean we are winners we are victors we're more than conquerors so we know it's not his will that we be defeated but he understood that in light of the fact of what would be taking place based upon his foreknowledge of it these things were going to happen so every incident that ends in tragedy, let's be very careful, but we're quick to say, and hey, you know, what can I say? This is God's will. That's not the case, people. And we have to become more sophisticated in our understanding of the Most High to know that it's not the case, because on many times he has intervened. But the fact of the matter is that I'm going to tell you something. Judgment begins at the house of God first. And when we're talking about these church bombings, let's go all the way back to the situation that happened in North Carolina a few years ago. Now, you have to ask me. If you ask me my opinion, people will say, man, do you think that was God's will? I said, no. And they would say, well, why do you think it's God's will that happened? I said, because we have a whole four or five books in the New Testament that tell us about being cornered. And when you become cornered, you remove yourself and you put yourself in a dangerous position. Now, here's the question that I asked when that happened. How could ministers of the gospel be sitting up in a building with a man consumed by a spirit of murder and nobody knew it? Because it, 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 it's not complicated to me. Because there are, there are professors who work in seminaries who teach so-called Christianity, and they ain't bit no saved in this wall I'm looking at in my house. So what if you have corner Christians slipped, and when they slipped, the devil came in and had his way. People say, what a minute that was God? No, that wasn't no glory to God. God didn't get no glory out of that. 
And what Seth said is very true. I'm telling you something that may save your life. People, you're going to have to walk in the spirit. Because if you don't walk in the spirit, your life can depend upon it. You'll get caught out there. How many people that did not show up to 9-11? On 9-11, 2001. How 2000? How many of the people that stayed at home because they had this inclination? They had this prompting of the Holy Ghost that said, stay home today. Now, if they'd have been so concerned about getting that dollar bill, they were like everybody else who went in the building and found their burial ground in the building. So people, no, we don't serve a God. Well, my son said, let me give you a perfect example, man. This is going to flip you out. I'm on the and I'm, I'm, no worries, Seth, Seth. I'm good enough. I'm good enough to handle this right now. I'm gonna take the thirty seconds. I'm cool, okay? I ain't gonna break down. And people, I apologize for last week, but you have to understand that when you get faced with immortality and the reality that your life is but a glimpse, you don't have time for foolishness. So I kind of get agitated if I got to spend thirty minutes about the word nigger. But let me show you something. When my son had a car wreck, they rushed into the hospital. I'm on one line, his mother is on the other line. And we are literally praying, believing, or what have you. I went to pray for him after I get off the phone. And the Holy Spirit said, really, you don't need to pray. Now, when the Holy Spirit tells me something I don't need to pray, and then he gives me absolute peace about it, my conclusion is that he's got it under control. I don't need to worry. But three hours later, my son was dead. But I hid the absolute perfect peace. I was so peaceful that when I heard that news, you have to understand, when I, me and my son, oh, my God, sometimes we were more like brothers than sons because we were so much alike, and we just got each other. And that's why I come and hurt me so bad. But literally, he died there, giving up his last breath, and I got the peace of God on me. And I remember sitting there, and I said, God, did you just play me? Did you just really just play me like that? You gave me peace, told me there was no need to pray, and he's dead. God said, because no matter how much you pray, you can't change what's, been, what's already been said. And that gave me the ability to embrace and understand. And then your wife spoke to me, and your wife let me know. She spoke to me some things. And that your wife was so pivotal in me embracing and just accepting that the fact that my son is gone. He's in the presence of the Most High. He's no longer with me. Because if she wouldn't have talked to me, I would have went just like every other person that is faced with this kind of traumatic reality and said, God, where were you at? I'm a believer. I've been a believer for over half my life. I have sacrificed my life the prince the gospel that you gave me and my son died. Not the one who's running around killing and somebody putting bullets in people's heads. No, my son died. But when I'm talking to your wife, she gave me because she's a counselor, so people don't be getting twisted wrong because I know some people are so corner-minded, they might go all the way out in the wrong direction. Seth's wife is a professional <laughs> counselor. That's what she does for a living. So get your head right. But when she counseled me that morning, my son's body was not even cold. It was the words and encouragement that that woman of God spoke from the throne room of God that gave me the strength and the faith to get up and go on and to keep on moving and not live for his death, but to live my life in a way that says his dying was not in vain. Because even though he was 25 and I'm 57, he left the whole 
a lot of lessons for me. That is absolutely right. You cannot always conclude when people die that it's God's will. But at the same time, we have to understand that there are things that we and our humanity and our frailness, we don't have control over. And we have to find our souls and God given us understanding. And I always say this to everybody I know. People say, well, I don't hear the voice of God. I say, you're just not listening. Because God is always speaking. We just don't have our ears attuned to the frequency. Because in order to hear him, you got to be walking in the spirit. And so many times we walk in the flesh, we're not able to hear God. But in the days that we live in, it's so vitally important that people, we walk in the spirit, that we don't be corner Christians. We're not in it just for the benefit package. We don't be just so lukewarm trying to be safe Christians. We got to walk in the Holy Spirit. And this is the thing that people draw back to tradition because they know if you get to walking with the Ruach Kadesh, that's the Hebrew word for the Holy Spirit, and you get to walking with him with intimacy, the Most High is going to make some demands on your life. And that's what people avoid because they don't want to make them changes that he requires if you're going to live a life in concert with him. But people I'm telling you, in the day we live in, that's why I tell my brothers and sisters uh, who, are, who, are in, who are Israelites, who are not, because you're all Israelites, you just don't acknowledge it. <laughs> you know, some that's of us are covenant teachers and some of us are not. But the fact of the matter is that I tell them just all the time, when I tell them, don't be praying to no ancestors because an ancestor is dead, his body is in the grave, and ain't nothing he can do that can save you on this side of the planet. The only one who can save you, things get to the point that where they are beyond men's ability to bring remedy is the great I am, the king of kings, and the Lord of lords, and his father. Those are the only ones, and they are one. So when we talk to one, we talk to the other. We don't do it without the other. He said, I am the father of one. When you seen me, you seen the father, because I am the perfect physical manifestation and representation of God on earth. So, people, I'm telling you right now, to my brothers and sisters, all this ancestor worship and stuff, you're going to be like Anton LaVey. When that death angel came to get him, he wasn't, oh, praise the most high, I'm going on, I will praise this devil. No. His wife said she heard the most galling, wrecking scream cry she ever heard in her life, and he began to scream out, no, no, it's not supposed to be like that. And that's why a woman who was married to a Satan, to a Satan, all the Satanists, the, the premier Satanists in America who wrote the Satanic Bible, when she heard them cries, said, you know what she did? What did she do? She fell on her face and cried out to God, what any intelligent person would do. Because she realized, boy, you're a phony. And I ain't going out like you. So I'm telling you people, we're all into all these kind of esoteric. What you're doing is the same thing Eve did in the Garden of Eden. You're trying to eat from the tree of knowledge and evil. When you've been given the tree of the knowledge of life, the tree of life. Uh, anyway, here, very up. interesting, brother. Very interesting show. We gotta wrap this up. Um, Ella Shore, uh, and I don't know what to say. That was a pretty. Um, I don't know, man. It's the truth, though. It's just sobering. It's just we forget about this part of Christianity. This part of not Christianity, but this part of walk of our walk. This part of the scriptures. We've taught something different now. Everybody's now trying to get their ship. And I don't blame them. Some of them deserve to get their ship. But while you're getting your ship, you got to understand, we first and foremost got to, um, and this stepping on my own toes here, but we have to die to self. 
we have to realize our bodies are a living sacrifice and it's not our own. A believer is a person that supposedly have waived their right as a God, under God, little g, drop of the ocean, not the most Ooh, I like ocean. That, we're that, drop. I like that. We're drop. Like we that, wave man. our wheel. We wave our wheel and say, Father, not my will, but thine. And it's easy. I'm simply talking like I got it together. I don't. But we're supposed to act like this is his body. This is his body, not ours. It was ours, but we wave our wheel. We take that dominion and we wave it, and we're his body. And he is supposed to be commanding chief, working through the Messiah, and then the Messiah works through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moves on us to do this, that, and the other. Some of us, it's going to mean marching right into harm's way. Some of us, it's going to not be that. But we're all supposed to be ready at any point to lay our lives down as though it's already taken. We're supposed to, because in a sense it already is. We thought we give it over to another person, another being. But in exchange, this is the greatest part of salvation. He gives us joy, uncomprehendable joy. The Bible says if we live right, that if we die to self and allow the Holy Spirit to live through us, the fruit of the Spirit dominating our life is joy, peace, long-suffering, which means you'll be tough, be able to handle things without crumbling. Uh, faith, we'll be able to have faith and trust the Most High. That's when you really see the miracles. So I know it seemed like a gloomy thing we put out there, perhaps, you know, a lot of death and destruction, but just know this, folks. Again, we are supposed to be the happiest people no matter what is going on with our bodies or persecution, the Bible says, praise the Most High. Blessed are ye. Blessed are ye when you suffer. It says, count it all joy when you enter into diverse temptation. That's your Bible, folks. It says literally to count it all joy. I'm not playing. The Bible literally says that. We don't hear these scriptures no more. All joy when you enter into diverse temptation. It says count it joy, James 1 and 2. Um, check that out. I'm very serious, folks. That's your Bible. He says, count it all joy. So we don't count our tribulations as joy. We don't count our pain as joy. The Bible says, if you suffer with him, you there's another scripture. If you suffer, this is what this brother was talking about. If you suffer with Christ, you will reign with Christ. If you suffer with Christ, you will reign with Christ. And you don't hear that scripture. You don't. You don't hear that scripture. It's your churches. You know you don't. And so we don't hear about that. All we hear about is go get your stuff. So all I'm trying to say is we need a balance. And this brother has brought a balance. And this is what we do. We're not just trying to be negative. We're just trying to, to let everybody understand that to be a believer is serious. It could cost you your life. So those of you who are saying why did the most high allow these people to die, I'm not saying it was his will for them to die. I don't believe that. The Bible said if these come to kill, still destroy. I just believe, even though it's not his will, uh, some of us are going to die because of evil people like that. And we just got to know that. And it may scare some people who are going to church and say, I ain't never going to church on Easter no more. Well, okay, that's you. So I hope everybody understands that the Father is a loving Father, a loving Elohim, a loving uh, uh, God, uh, Father, and He wants, to, He is trying His best to preserve His man 
and he does judge his man. He he is, but even in his judgment, it's all to bring us to a place of repentance and walking closer to him. Okay, it's a, this is the life. What this brother's talking about, might he might have told y'all some of the challenging parts of it, but this is the life, folks. The Bible talks about it. This is the highest premium life on the earth to live totally sold out to the Most High. The Bible talks about a joy that's unspeakable. Unspeakable. You cannot put it in words. It's, uh, it's, you have so much joy, it's unspeakable. And you're blessed. Again, the Father's not about poverty. I do think some of us, the Most High, again, it's, it's not your business because it's His body. Some of us will be wealthy. He don't need all of us posts and, 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 and about to get killed. Some of us, he's going to need us to stand before the wealthy people. Some of us is going to need to be rebuking wealthy people. In order for that to happen, we can't be dead. He's going to put us in the White House. Some people are going to be among rich people. Some people, it's going to walk among the poor. Some of y'all, he's going to be called to go in the hood. I mean, I'm serious. Some of y'all are going to be required, uh, called. Some of y'all well-to-do people. You might be ask for the most how to go among people that don't have because you've had all your life so you can learn a lesson where that is concerned. So he is about building us into Christ, whatever that takes. And I think that the ones of us that's closest to Christ and closest like him, he wanna show us off to the world, not kill us and not allow the enemy to kill us, but show his glory through us. He can't show his glory through us if we did. But make no comments about it. The brother laid it out very good. Some of us will pay that ultimate price. So, LSU, listen, go ahead and give me the final words in less than 30 seconds. i got to go ahead and wrap this up and get out of here. It's raining out here, so I can't fly to work like I normally do. So i got to get on out of here. Okay, my last, my last words real quick is this, is that uh, we need to stop saying death, especially death of the saints, is a super, super negative thing, especially in the era that we live in, because people – did you know that many of you believing for the reign of Christ, the millennial reign of Christ? Did you know that in the time that we live in, there's only two things that get you in the millennial Christ? That you refuse to take the mark of the beast, which many will do, which many will not do, and their consequences will be immediate death. The other thing is that only option that you die for the word of God. Otherwise, you're not going to be in the millennial reign. And don't mean you're going to heaven, but you're going to be asleep for a thousand years while we kicking it in the kingdom. I'm saying we, because believe me, y'all may say I'm crazy or suicidal, but I've read the book. I want to come back and rule and reign with my elder brother, my Lord and Savior, Yahweh Shad Hamashiach, y'all call him Jesus the Christ, and my brothers. When I say brothers, I mean sisters as well in the kingdom. And I understand from scriptures, Revelation chapter 19, that the qualifications to make it into that kingdom is that you died for the word of God and you, or you refused to take the mark of the beast. Did you know even David, the king, will not be in the millennial reign of Christ because he does not meet the qualifications. But you wonderful, beautiful, blessed people who are living in the times that the apostles long for, you get to live your life in a way that if death is the, is the demise at the end of your life, that you have a great reward that nothing on this life can, can compare to, that you have a thousand years of ruling and reigning, and the devil is in chains. Oh, praise the Most High. I look for that day. 
I love y'all. I appreciate you, Seth, for this opportunity. I was a little bit late, so that's why I come. I stayed late, but now I got to fulfill my father's responsibilities and help the, the, the mother get to, the wife get the children to bed. Seth, again, as always, man, I thank you for the opportunity. I do not take it lightly because I don't take the people who listen to your radio show lightly. And that's why I come anytime I don't bring you the best of me, I disappoint myself. And that's why I endeavor. I spoke with Seth early this morning. Well, not early this morning, but I spoke with him early in the day. And I said, Seth, I can't promise to be on the show. I'm feeling some kind of type of way right now, and I got to make sure I be quiet enough to hear well, I'm right in the place God wanted me to be. Because Seth, he gave a description to the show. He defined it. It's very sobering. Shimon, love you all. Seth, I appreciate you. Uh, catch you next week. All right, brother. Appreciate you. And uh, El, brother, I sure. Uh, um, I'll just talk with you off the air, brother. Anyway, thanks for coming on. All right, moving a little faster, folks, because we got to wrap this up. I'm going to play one more time. Jared, he's going to be come on next week. Next week, Jared Lowe. Jared Lowe is going to be talking about being in the music industry, getting your money, uh, um, just all kind of ways of uh, making sure you don't get robbed, your um, rights. Uh, just listen to listen to this. This is I'm going to let him talk about it real quickly, and then we'll play one final song. We'll be out of here. Love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it. I mean that. Here comes Jared Lowe. Peace, family. Thanks for listening to the Five Smooth Stones Network tonight. I'm Jared Lowe, and I'm going to be sharing information on the music business. Many of you are interested in pursuing a career or opportunity in the recording industry, but you may be unaware of the intricate details of the business deals behind the scenes and how to maneuver through them. During our conversation, I will discuss music copyright law, sync licensing, performance rights organizations, registering with digital aggregators, mechanical royalties versus performance royalties, and much more. Enjoy the show. Check for me next week, April 30th, on the Five Smooth Stones Network. Peace.
Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.